Father, thank You for the good Word of God. Lord, thank You for the power of the Holy Spirit that administrates truth. Let, Lord, let us have eyes to see. Let us have ears to hear. Walking in the Spirit is walking in the truth of God's perspective, of Your opinion. Lord, that's, that's where we want to rest. We want to see what You see. In Jesus' name, Amen. So talking about the centrality of Jesus, we've been talking about it since the year began and uh, centering everything that we are on Christ. He is the foundation. No other foundation should be laid other than uh, life in Christ Jesus. And so as His followers, Christ's followers in love with Him, we want to know His person. We want to know His, uh, his uh, assignment. Why did He come? Jody mentioned earlier what's his nature and his character, which, by the way, I have a book out there I just finished on the bookshelf, The True Nature of God. If you struggle relating to God, maybe you think he's, you know, waiting up there with a hammer ready to drill you good if you do something wrong. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And so uh, just a good resource for you out there, knowing his character, knowing his assignment, why he came, the works of Jesus. And then we've been spending this year on knowing his teaching. Well, Jesus taught truth. Everything he says is the truth. He taught and modeled an intimate relationship with the living God. He taught that. He modeled it. He demonstrated it. Rooted in this reality. Are you ready? Rooted in the reality of spirit and truth. John 4, whoever worships him, worships him in what? Spirit and in truth. You want to live a connected life? We've got to be connected in spirit and truth. Let me lay this on you. Spirit and truth is the real reality. It is the parent reality. The unseen realm, everything you can see and touch, came, originated from the unseen realm. It is the parent reality. You are more spirit than you are dirt. And so Jesus told Pilate, I came to bear witness of this reality that my people can access that is greater than even what they think, feel, and believe what they experience in the flesh or in the natural, in their senses, I came to bear witness of truth. And so you say, Brother Steve, why does this even matter? Because your perspective is the reality you live from every day. And we're in an era of disinformation. We're in an era of misinformation. Am I right? I mean, just you look in the natural culture here in our country, misinformation, disinformation. So what do we need? Well, we need to ask ourselves, who is the source of information we're using to determine what is true? And and if you're looking to the media, I'm apologizing right now. You're barking up the wrong tree. Most all those people, politicians, all of them, they're, they're bought and paid for, people. They're only saying, they don't even believe what they say. They don't believe it. A man can get pregnant. They don't believe it. They just want your kids to believe it. Why? Because anything contrary to God's natural order, the Antichrist spirit opposes. So you, you've got to know, you've got to get anchored to truth. And you need to have your spiritual ear attuned to the spiritual voice of Jesus Christ. He told Pilate, and I'm just quoting you John 18, 36 through 38, but he said, I came to bear witness of truth. Whoever is of the truth, whoever is connected to the real reality, knows my voice. Amen. So with all that information and disinformation, we need to get connected to the real reality because your perspective, your children's perspective is the reality they live from. So who you believe God is, super important. 
who you believe you are. Super important. Anybody think there's an identity crisis in our culture? There is no truth. Just pick whatever you want to be. Good lands. So the world around us are naturalists. We are not naturalists. What, what that, you can Google it, Wikipedia, whatever. Naturalist just means they're deriving everything they are, living based upon natural realm things. We are people of the Spirit. The dimension that Jesus bore witness of. We derive who we are from Spirit and in truth. But does that affect how we live naturally? Yes, it affects the natural. We just get our animation for the natural realm from the Spirit. From being anchored in truth. So we've been looking at, it's a great question. How do we, how do we walk in truth then, Steve? How do we live by the Spirit? You need a renewed mind. And as a born again Christian, you have the mind of Christ. So if you dare watch the news, run it through the filter of the mind of Jesus Christ and say, are these people coming at me from spirit and truth or have they been hanging out the tree of knowledge of good and evil? Man, oh man. And you know something else? The war in our country is not over, you know, good versus evil. I know you think that, but it's not true. The war is over what man says is good versus what God says is good. And I'm going to go with the one who invented life. I think I'll go with him. Seeing how man's just a created being, I think I'll go with the originator, the manufacturer. Only pride in man would say we know better than him. I'm, I'm staying away from that. Even if I don't understand it, I'm going with him. And what he says in his word, I'm going with him. Number two, walk by faith, not by sight or your feelings. Practice spiritual disciplines. Man, eating the word, being in scripture, sitting with Jesus, sitting with the author, meditating on truth. Get yourself familiar with truth. Use the scripture. Get familiar with truth. Utilize scripture and let him teach you. Believe the old you is dead and buried. You're not who you used to be. Amen? We're, we're finally figuring that out. I, don't, I didn't put the pig picture up there today. So you're free from that today. But you are, you are not just some cleaned up old swine. You're a new creation in Christ. I'm going to show you that today. Abiding Christ's life every day. We're living connected to Jesus. He paid a high price to live inside of you, didn't He? He paid a high price to pay your debt so He could live in you. So listen to Him. Walk with Him. Talk with Him. Receive of Him all day, every day. Number six, know your new identity in Christ is derived from the realm of spirit and truth. People get their value and significance. We talked about this last week. People, identity is just people's value there, how they view themselves, where they get their value, their significance, their esteem from. And I asked you last week, what are some things that can trip us up? Well, maybe our career, get value from how much money you make. Uh, how about a relationship, whether this girl likes you or doesn't like you? If she doesn't like me, I'm not valuable. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if I uh, don't have this certain rung on the ladder at my career, at my job, I'm not valuable. That's a lie. And I do want to say this. There's some good practical application and diagnostic help on, Lord, am I putting something else in the place of where I should be getting my, my identity from you? Am I getting it from somewhere else? How about your children's grades? 
Like if Johnny, he's, he's tearing it up in school. Oh, I'm a great parent. He brings home an F. Oh, I'm a terrible parent. You got an identity crisis, dude. <laughs> and you're making Johnny a target because the enemy is going to clean his clock to get to you. So get your identity in the right spot. But Annie uh, Lahan, Annie and then and Gretchen did a Walk It Out episode on Facebook that you can catch. It's also on YouTube. It's called Walk It Out. And uh, practical application of identity. And then diagnostically, am I getting it from somewhere else other than Christ? But in our culture, there's such a search for significance. People want to be significant. Uh, they strive to matter they strive to have value but here's the kicker the moment you set out to get something you just told yourself you don't have something and if you're striving to get significant and young people why do so many young people struggle today with mental wellness emotional wellness because they're told you're not valuable unless blank social media likes on your social media or shares on your social media that's all a deception and if our young people are chasing value through likes or social media or whatever they're telling themselves the reason they're looking for it is they think they're deficient of it but it's not true the truth is they're fearfully and wonderfully made they're already loved to the nines in christ they're already accepted in the beloved in christ They don't have to chase that. They can live from acceptance and not for it. My goodness. Wow. It's okay to want to be significant. It's okay to want to have value. It's okay to want to be loved and affirmed. That's within us as humans. But be careful where you're trying to source that from. Because there's only one source that will satisfy. Only one. Everything else will turn to thorns and thistles, people. I promise you. You're too great a creation to be satisfied by anything but God, the one who made you. God is spirit and He made you for spiritual deriving. He made you for truth, deriving truth from Him, not from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Not from social media. Not from whether this guy likes you or not. Not from whether your career goes the way you want it to. There's just so much lostness in our culture. Let's stand together. Let's stand in our true identity and be those who really know that we're loved by God, that we're secure in Him, we're accepted in Christ. It's not nothing we did on our own. It's all in Christ. Young people today are taught and modeled in a dark and desperate culture that they only matter if such and such happens. And as parents, as mothers and fathers in the faith, we need to work together to get them anchored in truth. And you know what would help them? A number one, first on the list, is that you get anchored in truth. It's going to be hard for you to give away something you're not seeing, uh, that you're not doing. Amen? So as parents, as grandparents, as mothers and fathers in the faith, let's get them anchored to the real reality, the parent reality that we all originated from, the realm of the Spirit. And isn't it interesting in the law of creation that every created thing has to abide in, be sourced by the dimension that they originated from? 
So fish originated from water. God spoke to the seas to bring forth fish. God spoke to the earth to bring forth plants. So fish must abide in water to live. Plants must abide in soil to live. What, what dimension did we come out of? God didn't speak to the dirt. He didn't speak to the seas. He didn't speak to the atmosphere. He spoke to Himself and said, Let us make man in our image. Genesis 1, 10 times says this phrase, According to its kind. And then He changes it and says, Okay, I, I, I say change it. He's right in line with that and says, now let us make man in our image. And God is spirit, and so he designed us for that realm. We must abide in spirit and truth. We are derivative beings. We are branches. We are deriving from another source who we are, where we're headed, and, and to, to derive life. And so this is a law of creation. You can't change it about yourself. You can try putting other stuff in God's place, but it will ride you to you're ruined. It'd be just like you putting orange juice in a gasoline car. And your car can tell you all day long, oh, but I really need orange juice. I really need it. I got to have orange juice, Dad. I got to have it. Son, if you source yourself up to that, it'll kill you. So as mothers and fathers, let's get them anchored to the real truth to the real reality because guys until we know who's keeping us we will look to everyone and everything to keep us keep us what keep us happy keep us significant keep us valuable until you know who's sourcing you you will look to everyone and everything else to source you that's what you know and i say the young people struggle with it we as adults struggle with it let's be honest we got to know who's sourcing us My identity, my value, my esteem comes from Christ. It comes from who God says I am, not from things outside of me over here. So church is waking up to the war over reality. The war right now is over reality. What is real reality? That's why they would say, for example, again, a man can get pregnant. Well, no, he can't. It's not reality. Two plus two is five. You know, it'll never stop. So you need to be able to discern truth and what is the real reality. We thought the war was over behavior. The war is really over what you think is true. True about God, true about yourself. It's it's an era of, of disinformation. It's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil all over again. What man thinks is good versus what God thinks is good. And as I said last week, if the gospel seems like the uh, the fantasy land... You know, Jody in spirit and in truth is righteous and accepted and loved and kept and secure and safe, loved eternally. If that seems like fantasy land and what we think and feel and believe every day in the natural nasty of the world, that seems like the real stuff, then you're abiding in the wrong vine. And that's okay. You're in the right place today. Because we're all on the same journey with you to start abiding in spirit and in truth. We've been on this about 20 weeks. (laughs) I think it's important to the Lord. (laughs) It's not like we don't ask for something else. Is there anything else? (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't ask Him that. (laughs) I'm just like, Lord, what do you want to say? Where are we headed? And it's like real reality, Steve, spirit and truth. Get them anchored to the real reality. 
So let's see what God's Word says. Everybody ready? This is not Steve's opinion. This is God's Word. Ephesians 1.4. Passion Translation. I'm going to get a lot of amens from Scott Kinnett. There he is. He loves Ephesians 1. Look at this. In love, God chose us before He laid the foundation of the universe. He loved you before He made you. If you came to church today to get God to love you, you're too late. He's not looking at you to determine whether He loves you or not. He loved you before He made you. Oh, what do I do? Receive it. Believe it. It'll change you. It'll animate you. It'll source you. It'll keep you. Rest is the calm confidence that comes from knowing the truth. Where are we getting truth today? Well, we're getting it from the Scripture with the help of the Holy Spirit interpreting it for us. Look at this. Because of His great love, He ordained us so that we'd be seen as holy in His eyes with an unstained innocence. God, God, He already presented you to Himself in Christ. Holy and blameless. What He needed to make things right, you could have never provided. He had to provide it, and so He presented you to Himself. He didn't say, hey, you guys try hard, I'll keep an eye on you, I'll give you this or this. What He needed, He did. What was required for restoration, He did. Well, what should I do? Believe it! (laughs) Enjoy it! Receive Him. Walk with Him every day. Talk with Him every day. Even if I mess up, especially if you mess up. Especially turn your ear to truth if you mess up. Especially hearken your heart to His voice when you mess up. Wow. Everybody say, I'm loved and I'm ordained. You know, and some people say, God said it. I believe it. That settles it. That's really not accurate. God said it. And that settles it whether you believe it or not. And you may as well believe it. (laughs) Right, Ron? Why not? God cannot lie. So under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Scripture was written. And this is what He has to say about us. Again, this is not my opinion. I'm just asking you to dare to believe what God's Word says. We're not asking you to do anything God's not doing. This is how He sees you. And when we struggle, it's because we want to elevate our perspective of ourselves over Him. It's a bad idea. You can do it, right? You can elevate your perspective of you over over His. Now, it doesn't change the truth. But you can do it and you'll find the bondage that it brings. Jesus said in John 8, 32, if you know the you'll live a free life. But if you derive truth from somewhere else, oh boy, it's not truth. So this is part of what it is to be a Christ follower, knowing His person, knowing what He came to do, and now knowing His teaching. His teaching is truth. He's bearing witness of a real reality. For it was always His perfect plan to adopt us as His delightful children. Through our union with Jesus. You are one with Jesus. You're not trying to be one with Him. Let me say this. If you're born again, you're one with Christ. If, if, if you're not born again, get born again today. Get saved today. Because the world's got nothing for you. Invite the Creator of life into you and He'll start talking to you and sourcing you and guiding you into all truth. <laughs> Amen? 
I mean, this is the good news. This is the gospel. Somebody ought to hear this. It's better than all that religion stuff. Working hard. The truth of the matter is, you're tea now. You're not dirty old water you used to be. Uh, okay, hand me one of those waters there, honey. Thank you. So here's some water. This is you, apart from Christ. You got no hope of a relationship with God. If I had a tea, one of those tea things, you know, a tea bag, okay. Or I was thinking the kind you just pour in there because a tea bag won't fit. I mean, look at it. <laughs> Be practical. So I got the tea packet and I pour it in there. Now this tea, this is Christ. This is you. You got no hope apart from him. He dies on the cross. He cleanses you. In the Father's eyes, you're worthy of receiving what's called the Holy One, the Holy Spirit, Christ in you. So he, he pours himself into you. We shake it up. And then can you tell where the water begins and where the, where the tea ends or where the tea begins, the water ends? You can't because it's now one. And what do we call it? Tea. We be tea. You are not old, independent, stale water. You are tea. So everything that he's called, you're called. You see it? Righteousness was poured into you. So you are now the righteousness of God. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. Acceptance from God. Justification was poured into you. So now, Ephesians chapter 1, you're justified. You're accepted in the beloved. That's what we're reading about. Isn't that awesome, guys? Everybody say, we be tea. All right, we be tea. You're not, I don't have the pig picture, but you're not the old stinky pig, all right? You're a new creation. But it was his perfect plan. We have a union with Jesus, the anointed one, so that his tremendous love that cascades over us would glorify his grace. His, his love is cascading over you and through you right now. It is. Well, I don't feel it. That doesn't mean it's not true. Your feelings cannot discern truth. The Spirit of God discerns truth. And so, okay, if He's washing me in His love and He's cascading me, what should I do? Receive it. Enjoy Him. Yeah, live like it's true. Thank you. How about this? Thank you, Lord, that Your love is cascading over me. (laughs) We we thought we had the hard part. All you got to do is believe. Receive. Because when you believe... God's Word has power in it. It has strength in it. It has faith in it already. So a seed has everything it needs when it goes into the ground, right? Your soil, read the parable of the sowers. Your soil, the seed has everything you need. You just got to believe it and receive it. It has faith in it. It has strength in it. It has His voice in it. It has power in it. It has everything you need that pertains to life and godliness. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. The Word of God already has everything you need in it. What's your role? Work hard to receive it. If I go to church long enough, how about if I give God some money? How about if I help my neighbor? Then he'll really love me. No, he already does. It's all in that seed. Receive that seed. You have everything that pertains to life and godliness. And it came equipped with power and strength and demonstration. It comes with animation. It comes with everything you need. It's all in him. Amen. Here's, here's something we can do. You can partner with Him to keep the soil of your heart free of stony ground and 
rocks and stuff like that. Weeds. Partner with him. Keep, keep that soil rich, guys. When, when you have rich soil, it means you, you easily believe. If God said it, I believe it. It's settled. It's done. I'm acting on it. Yeah. So let's see. So there's tremendous love that cascades over us would glorify His grace. For the same love He has for the beloved Jesus, He has for us. And this unfolding plan brings Him great pleasure. Oh, my goodness. Could you imagine if God were like, Oh, man, i got to love those people. <laughs> no, it's a great pleasure plan. It's a, according to His own goodness. He loves it. It's His plan. It's okay. Let's just start at the top. It's okay to believe that you're loved, you're chosen, um, you're ordained, you're holy, you're innocent, you're unstained, you're His delight, you've got a union with Jesus. It's okay to believe all of that because it was all His idea. <laughs> Isn't it funny? It's like, no, God, would, He'd rather hate me, right? I did something terrible. I'm sure He's just waiting to smack me down. Or like New Orleans, He's going to send a flood in there and drown everybody. Did Jesus drown people? Jesus say, uh, hey, Peter, you couldn't watch and pray one hour? Let me give you some cancer, buddy. Here. <laughs> that is not the true nature of God. If you want to know the true nature of God, Jesus said, it's me. And I'm here to save men's lives, not destroy them. Now, there's coming a day. Every knee will bow, every tongue confess. I don't understand all the judgments and all that that come at the end of time and all that stuff. But that's not the dispensation we're in right now. Right now, get in. Right now. It's it's free. It's open. It's gifted to you. What do you got to do? You got to humble yourself and believe that God knows more about what's going on with you than you do. And that He knows you better than you know yourself. He's numbered the hairs on your head. Anybody here know what number? Number seven is? <laughs> yeah, some people know zero. <laughs> we love, we love them too, yes. If you don't know what hair number seven is, that's proof God knows more about you than you know about yourself. So stop letting your feelings and your your natural carnal mind, your reasoning, determine what's true. Why does this matter? Because your perspective is the reality you live from. And I'm asking you on behalf of Christ to live in truth. And Christians will live a whole lot holier, sanctified lives married to Jesus and His truth than they ever will trying hard through the law of self-effort. That I'm never good enough. I'm never going to arrive. I better go to church again. I better do this. I better do one more good work. You'll never arrive. And the enemy will make sure of it. And God forbid if you ever do arrive in your own mind because you're self-righteous now. Because I went to church, it was enough, Ron. And then I helped that woman. And now God deserves someone like me. Oh, Get out. I don't want to be around you. (laughs) So what if you're better than your neighbor? The neighbor is not the standard. Christ, the holy anointed one of God is the standard. And compared to Him, you need Him. 
He told the Pharisees, who were the most religious rule keepers there were, trying hard. He said, if you would admit that you're blind, your sins would be forgiven. But because you say you can see and you can do it on your own, your sin remains on you. We have to humble ourselves. Can I get a witness on that? Well, we got to humble ourselves and dare to believe He knows us better. Now look at this, verse 7, Ephesians 1. Since we are now joined to Christ, we've been given the treasures of redemption by His blood, the total cancellation of our sins, all because of the cascading riches of His grace. My goodness, all your sins are forgiven. It's probably time you forgave yourself and whoever else you might be grudging on. Because it just doesn't seem right, right? I mean, you're forgiven of a million dollar debt and somebody owes you 50 bucks, you might want to let that debt go. That's faith. Faith that you're really forgiven. All debts are paid. Empowers you. God's Word has power in it. Strength. It has faith. And faith works through love. Faith, according to James, has corresponding action. When you really know that you're forgiven, you really have stepped out, and I believe this, it'll show up in your behavior. All right, touch your neighbor and say, but wait, there's more. (laughs) How am I doing on time? Look at this, Colossians 1, verse 19, Passion Translation. For God is satisfied to have all His fullness dwelling where? In Christ. Did you see it? The fullness of God dwells? In Christ. You want to know who God is? Look at Christ. Don't give me some man's interpretation of who God is. You give me God's interpretation of Himself. God's revelation of Himself is Jesus Christ. I can prove it to you throughout Scripture. I met, there's a book out on the bookshelf called The True Nature of God. Go get it. It's got tons of Scripture in it. Verse 20. And by the blood of His cross, everything in heaven and earth is brought back to Himself, back to original intent, restored to innocence again, made holy through Christ. You cannot make yourself holy. Only God was going to do that. And so He did what was required because you never we're going to be able to do it. He did it for you and He gifted it to you and now He rejoices when you start seeing what He already sees. I said this last week. God is not eternally unhappy in heaven waiting for you yahoos to figure it out. Come on, people. He's, he's delighted. He's a good Father. So He delights in, in taking you on this journey where you get to see what He's actually done in you. And how he righted you with himself because you could have never done it on your own. He did it for you. And he cheers like a good dad helping his son learn to ride a bike. Come on, son. Come on, you can do it. I want to show you what I've done. It is marvelous. Even the angels long to look into what God has done with us. Christ in us. This is a mystery of the gospel. Christ in us, the hope of glory. God's glory so you've been made holy you've been brought back innocence again even though you were once distanced from distant from god living in the shadows of your evil thoughts and actions look what he did he reconnected you back to himself he released his supernatural peace to you through sacrifice of his own body as a sin payment on your behalf so that you would dwell in his presence and now there is nothing between you and father god for he sees you as holy and flawless, and restored.
Uh, this is not Steve's opinion. This is God. Titus chapter 1 verse 2. God cannot lie. This is what he says. This is what he's done. Is it any wonder that we love Jesus now? Do you see why we're passionate about Jesus Christ? Look what he has done. Oh, it's amazing. And it was the Father's good plan. He loved the plan from the beginning. It's okay to believe it. It was all his idea. Man, we could just just camp right there. If I could just get you to dare to believe there's nothing between you and Father God. Why? Because you're so perfect? No, because He is. You didn't get it because you're so good. You got it because He's so good. Titus chapter 1 verse 15, To the pure in heart, all things are pure. Jesus did not die for the world. That's right, not just for good people. For the whole world because of our goodness. He died because of His own goodness, the purity of His own heart. Does that make sense? To the pure in heart, everyone was worth dying for. To the purity, look in Jesus' heart. Look in there, the woman caught in adultery. To the pure in heart, she's worth dying for. It's not because she's so pure. It's Him. Novel idea. Christianity is about Christ. It's about Him. It has its doctrines, but it's not a doctrine. It has some traditions. It's not a tradition. Christianity is Christ. It is Him. My goodness. How many of you know the Dennis the Menace story? Come on, raise your hand if you know the Dennis the Menace story. See, there's a few that don't. Third. A third. So Dennis, in the cartoon, Dennis and his friend go to Miss Wilson's house. She invited him over. And, and, And they come out of the house and they got armloads of cookies. I mean, they're falling everywhere in the next frame. And Dennis's friend says, Dennis, what do you suppose we did to get all these cookies, to deserve all these cookies? And Dennis looked at his friend and he said, well, I don't think we got them because we're so good. I think we got them because Miss Wilson is so good. That's how you got saved. That's how you got loved. That's how you got accepted. Even though I know you understand in human reasoning, you don't deserve it. While it's true, we don't deserve anything he's given us. The flip side of that coin is he did give it to you. He did. And I'm just asking you to believe it. Ask you to receive it and live like it's true. I love that. All right, touch your neighbor and say, but wait, there's more. <laughs> Romans eight fourteen. The mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. That is not the spirit you received. You received the spirit of full acceptance enfolding you into the family of God. You will never feel orphaned. For as He rises up within us, our spirits join Him in saying the words of tender affection, Beloved Father. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as He whispers into our innermost being, You are my beloved child. I love the Word of God, right? I mean, what a case He's building. (laughs) It's not my opinion. This is what the Lord says. Hold on, I messed up. 2 Corinthians 6.16 And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? You're the temple of the living God. And God Himself has said, I will dwell where? In them. And walk among them. 
I will be their God. They will be my people. That is not the terminology because that's God himself saying it. I'll dwell in you and walk among you. I'll be your God. You'll be my kids. That doesn't sound like a God or a father who's disgusted with you. Truth of the matter is he knows everything about you and he loves you anyway. And from there, he loves you too much to leave you in the dirt and the grime and the nastiness of the world. But he'll walk you out of it. That's a whole lot better than you working yourself out of it. That's a hard taskmaster. All right, how about this one? Oh, wait, Romans 5.1 there. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Yep, he did it. Ephesians 5.29, no one's ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes it and cherishes it just as the Lord does the church. The Lord nourishes and cherishes you, and he considers you his own body. It is love. Our biggest issue is our unbelief. That's our biggest issue. The word works, man. We've just been so, what's the word, encompassed, maybe uh, encircled by the world. (laughs) Our dumb head gets in the way, yeah. We've been so encircled by the world and its belief systems, we struggle to believe. Yeah, brainwashed. But yet today, guess what's happening? We're being brainwashed by the Holy Spirit. He's washing your mind with the Word of God, which is also Ephesians 5, verse 26, the washing of the water of the Word. Lifting the veil. So here's the key then, because as we listen to the Word of God together, we're encouraged. Is that fair to say? We're like, yes, this is right. It's important then, you got to do this at home. Keep your nose in Scripture with the presence of the Holy Spirit. And because otherwise, just just do the math. If we're watching TV, let's say, four hours a day, we get home from work, we watch TV four hours or whatever, or we're just doing something worldly, we're not, we're not communing with the Lord, your brain is being washed and inundated with all the other information. What he's saying to us is, I'm, I'm marrying you to spirit and truth. I don't know what's coming down the pike. I really don't. I don't know what's coming down the pike in this country. But I can tell you this. The best way we can love you well is get you engaged in spirit and truth so that you can recognize deception when it comes. Because there's a spirit at work. The Antichrist spirit is at work in the country trying to undo, cover up everything that's against God's natural order. That's not my notes. So just receive that. I think that's the Lord. Um, but man, look at that passage. He's never hated his own flesh. He, he sees himself as one with you. Nourishes you, cherishes you, just as the Lord does the church. And when you stumble, remember he's in you. He will correct you. He'll talk to you about what happened, the misstep or whatever. But he's not doing it from a place of separation. That's a lie. Yeah, exactly. Take your kid and go say, move out until I think you're good enough. Or I'll, I'll leave. I'm leaving until all of you get it right. <laughs> We'd have a lot of homeless fathers around, wouldn't we? 
They were, they, dads would have a place to live. <laughs> yeah, and by, by the way, isn't that crazy? I talk about self-righteousness. Uh, the only one who thinks he knows how to behave right just left. <laughs> I'm not even staying to help you. You're on your own. Separation is a lie. That's what he's telling you. Even when you stumble, he is in you, he is with you. To coach you, to teach you. And I'll show you that in Scripture in just a moment. We'll probably end there. Look at this. For we're all members of his body. We're flesh of his flesh and bone of his bones. That's incredible. This is how Christ sees you. He married you. He is in you for better or for worse, guys. He's going to coach you. He's going to teach you. Verse 31, for this reason, a man leaves his father and mother. And look at this, is joined to his wife. The two become one. Verse 32, it's a great mystery, but I'm really talking about you and Jesus. Amen, somebody. Should we not be the happiest people on the planet? God has married himself to us. Oh, my goodness. And then look at this, Ephesians 2.10. For we are His workmanship. We're, this is amplified. His own masterwork. You're a work of art created in Christ Jesus. Look at this. Reborn from above. Spiritually transformed. Renewed. Ready to be used for good works. Which God prepared for us beforehand. Taking paths which He set. So that we could walk in those good works. Living the good life He prearranged and made ready for us. You're His work of art. He made you. You're not a self-made Christian. You're a Christ-made Christian. He did it. He did the work. John 17, 17, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Jesus said that. He's praying to the Father. Sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. You want to live a sanctified life? Believe the truth. Believe it. Receive it and let it animate you. Let it be the power and the strength, not you adding stuff to it. And then look at this, Hebrews 10, 14. For by one offering, Christ has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Yeah. The word perfected there means the end of a pirate's telescope, if you will, when he would pull it out, you know, on Pirates of the Caribbean or whatever. It, when it's a long, it's the end. Christ has already completed the work he needed in you. I know, that's a mind blower. But Sylvia, in her spirit, man, is already complete. She's heaven ready. If she shucks the earth suit... To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Immediately, she will never see death. She will just go from one dimension to the other. Her spirit's already alive in Christ. He's completed the work already in your spirit. It's done. So what he wants you to do, Philippians 3.16 says, let us live out that which we've already been given. So he wants you to walk in the reality of what's already true about you. You're already accepted. You're already loved. And can I get a witness? That doesn't make us want to go out and sin. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It is dumb. Not only that, if you tried it, Christ in you would be like, hey, that's, that's not who we are. You're not getting away with that. <laughs> that stuff will kill you. You can't be sourced by that. You need to be sourced by me. Sourced by goodness. Sourced by love. Does that make sense? Nobody hearing the truth wants to run out and sin. Truth is a person. So one offering... Christ has perfected forever. So He's already completed the work. Those who are what? Being sanctified. So your spirit is saved. It's one with Christ. It's T. It's T. It's that pure. Your soul is being saved. There's three scriptures. 
in uh, James, 1 Peter, and Hebrews 10 that say the soul is being saved. That's your thought life is in process. Your emotions are in process of becoming more and more like Christ. And then look, now 1 John 3, 9 makes sense. Whoever has been born of God does not sin. For his seed abides in him. His seed is in his spirit, man. And he can't sin because he's been born of God and God can't sin. (laughs) What does that mean? That's how one he sees your spirit. You're one with him. Your spirit, man, cannot sin. So that means what? You'll never be separated from God. Romans 8. Not height or depth, principalities, powers, Rulers of darkness, things past, present, things to come will ever separate you from the love of God, which is where? In Christ Jesus. Look what the Lord has done. He did it. Let's receive it, dance with it, and participate with it. Amen, Matt. You guys can come. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Let me show you one more as they're coming. Because it didn't say He perfected everyone forever. It said He's perfected those who are being sanctified. Those who have Christ in them at the new birth, that's who He's completed the work in. So I'm not saying everybody on the planet is saved. I'm saying everybody on the planet needs to receive Christ. And then from that union, live out what they've been given. It's a grand plan. It's the greatest plan ever. It is. We'd have never thought of it. <laughs> we, yeah, yeah, that's right. We still have a hard time in our natural mind. But it's too good not to be true. Did you know it's called the gospel? It's called good news? Look at this. Matthew 13, 33. Jesus said, in this parable, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal. Until what? Until it was all leavened. So God spent 50 chapters in the Old Testament describing the tabernacle as three parts. Outer court, natural. Inner court, right? Holy place, soulish man. Holy of holies, place where God's presence dwells. He put His Spirit in your spirit, the holy of holies. From there, right? He hid it. In one part of the three-part meal until what? All three parts look like Him. This is the gospel of the kingdom of God coming to your hearts by the Holy Spirit. Make sense? Stand with me.